Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia. Uh, we were solely focused on our level of play in, in the Miami Dolphins. I think the Bills are going down there on a mission. To now having a chance to play for two home playoff games, the Bills are going to this on an absolute heater. And I know it hasn't looked pretty the last two games, but inside that building, they build a lot of confidence from the fact that they were able to win those games despite not playing very well. Mike Danger. In high-pressure situations, they don't perform their best. I'm more nervous about that than anything else going into Sunday. I don't have the confidence that a team coached by Sean McDermott can pull it together in that situation. I'm not sure which direction I'm leaning yet, Gino. I feel really torn on this one. Gene Battaglia. This is the biggest game of the year for the Buffalo Bills stating the obvious here. This is as close to a playoff game. In fact, it will be a playoff game if the other teams take care of their business here. But I trust the Bills a tad more than the Dolphins. I guess maybe that's what this comes down to. The Dolphins are so banged up. It's a trifecta for Stephon Diggs. Can you dig it? Josh Allen. 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan, Rochester. Welcome back into the sports bar. Danger and Bataglia. Glad you're listening along locally at 95.7 FM, AM 950. The free to download Odyssey app is where we sound our best. You also can get us on your smart device when you ask it to play. 95.7 The Fan. I'm Danger, Bataglia at the home office. And we're joined now by the guy you hear on the Buffalo Bills radio network roaming the sideline and keeping you updated on the buffalo bills from our odyssey sports sister station wgr in buffalo sal it's always great catching up with you man it's been a minute how you been good guys good guys thanks for having me on i appreciate it yeah sal big game coming up in miami uh first let's start off with uh you know what happened against the patriots and and the news today rasul douglas getting the afc defensive player of the week which is not a surprise but I guess what is a surprise, like the production. Normally, you don't get guys that, for just a pick swap, are going to come in and contribute like this. I mean, what has Douglas actually meant for this defense here, Sal? My gosh, he's been incredible, right? And so deserving, the AFC Defensive Player of the Week. But, guys, he is just such a ball hawk. It really is amazing. A couple weeks ago, even before this, I said a couple times, I've rarely seen someone have ever be able to break on a ball and read and you know get to a ball as quickly as he can. Um, and his hands are really good, by the way, too. You know, the old joke, uh, if they could catch, they'd be wide receivers. This guy, he could be a wide receiver, I think. He catches the ball really well as well. He gets his hands on balls, but he's really meant a lot because, of course, the loss of Tredavious White was such a big loss for them. And, you know, I think Dane Jackson played fine. I really do. But, man, they, they now have an ability. He's not a ball hawk. He's not going to take – he's going to be steady. He's going to, you know, play the ball the way he's supposed to or the, the, the zone scheme and his defense where he's supposed to be. This guy really has – 
change the attitude, I think, of the Bills' entire defense on takeaways and going after the ball and being aggressive. It's truly remarkable. And by the way, you say like it's rarely you're rare to get a guy midseason like that. It's funny. Someone asked me the other day, is he the Bills? Like, where does he rank on Bills' midseason additions ever? And then I thought about it. I'm not going to put him up there with some of the names because I don't think people realize Cornelius Bennett was a midseason addition. Yeah. Steve Tasker was. James Lofton was. But I think in this iteration of the Bills, you know, through the drought in the last seven years, I think he's got to be right up there, maybe the best midseason addition they've had. Sal, I, I wanted to get your take on uh, what seems to be a storyline that's emerged from the Patriots game. And it's been something that's been bubbling for a few weeks. Steph Diggs, his usage, his production, all of it kind of being down. Is this reason for concern or is this more just kind of a manufactured storyline, given that the numbers are right there in front of us? The production is right there in front of us. Well, I don't think the uh, story is manufactured at all as far as the production. We all see that it's gone down. We've all seen the snap count usage gone down. I I do think what is manufactured is anybody that's reading anything into Stefan Diggs being unhappy or causing a problem. That hasn't happened whatsoever. In fact, I think he's been a a model teammate in that regard. I think every time you talk to him, every time you you see him on the field, he's, you know, still doing his job and he's all about winning. In fact, I actually think it was really interesting last week against the Chargers, Josh Allen was mic'd up and um, uh, two weeks ago, I'm sorry, he was mic'd up. And in that mic'd up segment, if you watch it at the end of the game, even though it didn't go that well throughout the game, Josh had missed Stefan a couple of times. Stefan still didn't have, you know, big production at the end of the game. They're standing next to each other in the sidelines. Josh is kind of a little bit worried. And Stefan looks at him and goes, eh, don't worry about it. We're about to win. Right. I mean, like that's who he is. So I think that part of it can be made up, manufactured people reading too much into it because they want something there. But make no mistake, I mean, like, Stefan Diggs' production has been down, and I think there's a lot of reasons for that. I think he has something to do with that, with lack of separation that he might be getting. But he's never been a huge separator here in Buffalo the last couple of years. I think that pass protection has not been great the last couple of weeks, um, as opposed to earlier in the season when it was much better. And guys, I think Josh Allen's been a little bit off lately, to be quite honest with you. So I think that all those things matter. Yeah, I was going to mention, I mean, like if, if Allen hits Diggs on that deep over the middle one on one, we're not even having this conversation because the numbers are fine. It's funny how one play can kind of dictate things here. So, kind of pivoting over to Allen, and we saw him, you know, get that stinger. And, the, you know, obviously today being a walkthrough, you can't really observe. But, uh, Sal, what can we piece together here as far as the health, whether that's the shoulder, whether that's the, the stinger? How, what's the health here of uh, Josh Allen heading down to Miami? Well, what's interesting is, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but he was listed on the injury report today with the neck and a right finger injury, yeah. not right shoulder, which is weird, right? And I, I didn't know he had a finger injury, but apparently that's you know, uh, where he is with that. But look, I mean, he says he's good to go. Sean McDermott said he's going to play on Sunday. I don't think anybody expects that not to be the case. But, you know, these, these injuries, these bumps and bruises add up as the season goes on for everybody. Uh, what, and some people even have said that they think maybe that's what Stefan Diggs is dealing with, although he hasn't been on the injury report. So, yeah, he's, he's good to go. Um, and, you know, you just you, you hope that uh, there's nothing more that comes from this thing or these things can linger a little bit. What I find fascinating is that Josh Allen said – after the game on Sunday, he had never had a stinger before, and it felt weird. I'm like, man, this guy who plays this position the way he plays it, and he's never had a stinger playing football, which is amazing to me. 
Sacapaccio joining us in the sports bar danger and Bataglia as we look ahead to Sunday night. It's an AFC's title matchup between the Bills traveling down to Miami to take on the Dolphins. It's a team that Josh Allen has had a lot of success against during his career, Sal. I think you're a couple of plays away from Josh Allen really being undefeated against the Miami Dolphins. Is there something about that team, something about that defense? And it's a Vic Fangio defense this year that he had his way with earlier in week four. What is it about Josh Allen versus the Dolphins where he just seems to thrive against this team well i think it's the same thing that you know happens when josh allen plays a lot on primetime now maybe it hasn't been the greatest primetime games this year but generally in his career he's one of the best primetime quarterbacks ever when the lightest when the lights are the brightest josh allen shows up even playoffs josh allen is one of the greatest playoff quarterbacks ever without having hoisted a lombardi we know that but his statistics are pretty amazing when it comes to playoff football compared to historically you know what quarterbacks have and I think that, you know, this, this team, this rival brings out, you know, something in him. But also, look, I mean, since Josh has been in the league, the Dolphins haven't been that great of a team. They haven't been a great defense. And then they get Vic Fangio. So that helps. Then they get Vic Fangio. And even when Vic Fangio was in Denver, remember, Josh torched his defense a, uh, a couple of times. The one in, in Denver a couple of years ago uh, on a Saturday, which clinched the division. And I think that type of defense, maybe Josh, you know, uh, understands and plays well against, you know, it's a lot of times it's about matchups. So that can be it as well. And then, you know, you you think about this week, guys, there's going to be guys out for Miami and there's going to be a lot of opportunity here for Josh Allen also to have, you know, big numbers. If they can, you know, get the passing game just a little bit on track, there's going to be some opportunities against a depleted Miami Dolphins defense. Yeah, it's Sal, the uh, end of the drought, it was in Miami, and there were the Bills watching, you know, getting some help. Uh, this year's scenario, uh, not anything like that, but like that, I guess, in the sense that the Bills could punch their ticket thanks to somebody else doing their work for them before this game. Uh, when you're looking at Baltimore and Pittsburgh or Jacksonville in Tennessee, and for Bills fans, you need Tennessee or Pittsburgh to win, uh, excuse me, or Baltimore to win, I should say. Baltimore to win, Tennessee to win. What are the chances that uh, the Bills will have their ticket punched before uh, we get to Sunday night, Sal? Well, they're not great, right? I mean, obviously, the Ravens are playing their backups primarily, and the Titans are not playing for anything. That said, though, guys, it's the NFL. And I would say this. Eric Wood actually made a great point with me yesterday. We him and I were recording something. And he said, you know, even though Lamar's not going to play and it's Tyler Huntley, what that means is Tyler Huntley's going to get all the reps throughout the week. He's going to prepare to be the starter, whereas he would normally not get as many reps. It's not like you're coming into the middle of the game. And, of course, he wants to play well. All those players on the team want to play well. And I'll also point out, how many backups or non-regulars can you actually play in a normal game. I mean, you can't rest everybody. There's 55 guys when you count two practice elevations. I know there's 22 total starters, but most of the guys are going to play have played. There are guys who play in this league on a regular basis. So, you know, I give them an opportunity and they're going to put, you know, really good stuff on film. They're going to want to show out whether that's for their team or another team going forward. So I do think that, and, and I do think they have a chance there. And as far as the other game is concerned, I love the fact that Mike Brable came out and basically said like losing sucks. You never want to lose. We're not, we don't want to go to the end of the uh, off season on a loss. They're going to try and win their home for their fans. One final time. They're not going to the playoffs. So I like that idea. I like that opportunity for them. And I don't, I don't think that it's automatic that those teams both just win their games. I do think there's a chance the Bills could you know, already get into the playoffs before they play Sunday, but I also think that it's probably less likely that happens, so the Bills will have to win that game when it comes time. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. And even if they do have their playoff ticket punched, I mean, there is something about wanting to play for that two seed, knowing that that's available to the Buffalo Bills. I'm curious, Sal, given all the teams that that are in playoff contention and how it all might shake out from a matchup standpoint, is there one team in the AFC pool that matches up better for the Buffalo Bills if they were to to advance and be the two seed uh, here during wildcard weekend? So if you're giving me my choice, if the Bills play the t- if the Bills get the two, you're saying out of the possibilities, yeah. like who would be the best team for them to yeah, play? Yeah, be the best seven. Me? Yeah. I hate saying it because like I don't want to like almost like, like discount any team, right? Because any team can win, but probably Indy to me. I keep thinking Pittsburgh, but now they got something a little bit going with Mason Rudolph, right? And you have T.J. Watt, so eh, I don't know. I don't want to say Pittsburgh, but man, I just don't think Pittsburgh's that good. I, I might go Indy. I just don't think. You know, they're, they're pretty good. A lot of things they do, they're not really special at anything. So I think Indy coming here, and Jonathan Taylor can run, but I think Indy coming here as a 7 and a 2 would be, a, a, to me, a favorable matchup. I don't say Houston because I think C.J. Stroud is legit. I think he can really play. D'Amico Ryan's a nice coach. They've done some nice things. Yeah, I, I would give the Bills a really good chance to beat any of those teams, whether it's Pittsburgh, it's Houston, or it's Indy. Now, if it's Jacksonville... You know, the team already beat the Bills, and it is possible Jacksonville could be the seventh seed, depending on how things fall. That would be the team I'd probably least want to see them play in this scenario because Trevor Lawrence and, you know, Doug Peterson, and they already beat the Bills. Um, you know, Travis Etienne, Josh Allen on the other side. So I think that's how I would handicap it all. Well, you are wired in, Sal, when it comes to talking about scheduling everything. I know you don't have the answer to that, but. I know a lot of Bills fans would be wondering, all right, where do they put that game? Uh, would it be Saturday night? I know probably a lot of people would be for Sunday. It could be Monday night. I mean, with the Bills playing on Sunday night, does that necessarily mean that there's a good chance it's going to be either Sunday or Monday that they wouldn't put the Bills on Saturday, for instance? Well, a couple things about this. The Bills are basically guaranteed to not play Monday night the way that the NFL does it because the NFL puts a 4-5 matchup Monday night. And the reason they do that is because they, the four or five matchup will not impact other games, if that makes sense. So everybody who plays Saturday and Sunday, once they're done, you know where everybody falls. All you're waiting for is the four or five matchup. You know who that winner is and you know everybody else. Whereas if you put something else, it could impact every other game in that conference, if that makes sense, right? Because of the reseeding, the way they do it. So for, for, so for the, the, the two years they've done a Monday night game, it's been a four or five matchup. 
And I remember reading the NFL explain why they did that. So expect that again. Expect a 4-5 matchup. And we know the Bills can't be a 4, and we know they can't be a 5. So I'm just going to say, from my standpoint, the Bills aren't playing Monday night, guys. Now, when it comes to Saturday-Sunday, I thought that the Bills playing Sunday night, and Miami for that matter, that that would guarantee them to not play Saturday. But I went back and looked. The last two times a team played Sunday night and made the playoffs, they played Saturday the following week. <laughs> now, granted, it wasn't. It was a home game for Washington. They stayed home. They played Tampa, and the Raiders also were home on Sunday and then traveled to Cincy Saturday night. For me, I do think there's a disadvantage if the Bills happen to play on Saturday because that's a long trip back from Miami on a night game. Like we're not going to get home. I fly with the, the on the team charter. I won't get home probably till like four in the morning. So you think about the players, the same thing, right? They're getting home like four in the morning. That's pretty much Monday's almost a wash for you. If you give them a game on Saturday, I think that's a huge disadvantage, and I would hope the league wouldn't do that. But they did do that for teams playing Sunday night a couple of times recently to play on Saturday then. And, and if I'm not mistaken, the Peacock game is the Saturday afternoon game, correct, Sal? I have to look. Is it, is it only that game, or is it both Saturday afternoon and night? But you're right. They do have one Saturday game, and it might be that Saturday afternoon game. I think you're right. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, I, look, I'm just trying to get the most bang for my peacock, uh, bang for my buck for my peacock <laughs> subscription, you know? Uh, Sal, I want to go back quickly uh, before we let you go and, and talk a little bit more about the offense, just from a broad sense, because we know a lot has been said the last couple of weeks. We saw what they did against Dallas. It was super impressive, and I think everybody would take that if you could get it 17 games. Uh, out of 17 games, but the last two weeks have been just a bit off. I'm, I'm curious what you're hearing out of Joe Brady, out of Sean McDermott. What exactly has this offense just off a beat? It's a good question. I mean, they're just basically saying that, you know, it's just something here or there every time. And Joe Brady has described it as, you know, when, when they are just a little bit off in timing and one little thing, just miss one block here. And that can happen, right? I mean, it's football. And I agree with that. I also would say that to me, I think the Bills have really made a conscious effort to be a little bit more, you know, balanced here, run game, pass game. So if you do that, you concentrate a little more on the run and the pass game's a little off. The numbers are even going to sink even more. You're not throwing the ball 50 times, obviously, but look what happens when you can run the ball like you did against the Dallas Cowboys. You can control the game like that. And I think that's the ideal scenario. I think that's what they want to do. They want to run the ball to, you know, the last couple of weeks, they haven't run the ball as well as they did against, you know, Philly and against maybe even Kansas city a little bit um, and against Dallas. Um, that's got to get going too. If you want the passing game numbers to get a little better, I think you got to have the run game as well because teams, once they start shutting that down, as you know, they become one-dimensional. Last week, they played the number one run defense in the league. As far as yards per play, the New England Patriots, that was tough on them. So um, I think it's something here, something there. Every little bit matters. And Joe Brady basically described it as just being a tick off, maybe in timing or one missed block. And these are the things that add up. So, Deidre, I'm at the, the Q's game on Saturday afternoon. They go to the fan cam. And sure enough, who do I see, like, in the corner of the fan cam there? It's Sal, uh, you know, making the trek. This Can't year. miss him. Can't miss him. He's there. Sal, I just have one question for you because I think this team is fun, but they're missing one thing. Can you shoot from the three? That's what they need. They need somebody from the outside. Okay, first of all, let's get this straight. It was my son who was on the fan cam, and I was near him, okay? I was next to him. He was wearing his jersey, and he had the orange wig on. He's a 10-year-old. He's going crazy. 
But I had the phone out ready for it because I knew he was going crazy. And I'm like, if they show him, I'm going to start filming this. So I got a great shot of it, too. So, yeah. So it was really Max they were showing. But, yes, I made an appearance on the fan cam. And then, actually, when I looked at it back, guys, I looked at the picture. There was a guy in a Bills hat sitting right near there, too. So it was kind of funny. Um, that was interesting. I met a lot of Bills fans actually coming down and saying hi in the uh, JMA wireless to what was really, really a great day, a great afternoon, a win. And then, of course, you know, last night, man. Mm-hmm. They, they did. I didn't even think they played all that great in the first half, and yet they were there down, what, two, three points to Duke. And then, of course, Duke just got super hot on fire in the second half. Yeah, they, they don't have great shooters. I understand that. But more so for me, it's just taking care of the foot of the uh, basketball. They, 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 they treat the basketball like it's some hot potato, and they want to get it out of their hands and don't want to catch it. they got to do a better job at um, turnovers. I love their pace. I love the way they play. I love their aggressiveness. I, I think it's a really cool new style a little bit here that Red Autry's playing. And I like this team. I like the makeup. But, yeah, their fatal flaw probably at the end of the day is going to be their you know, perimeter shooting. Yeah, and I, I watched that game last night too, Sal, and, and knowing that they got the win over the weekend and, and the turnovers were a bit too much to stomach. And then I just looked at, at the way Duke came out in the second half, and all I could think is, you know what, there's still a pretty – decent sized gap between what your Dukes and your North Carolina's get in the ACC versus what Syracuse is getting. And I like everything you said about the pace and the style and the, and the talent that, that Q's has. It just feels like it's still a notch below what those blue blood programs have. Yeah. And, and, and look, I mean, there's no shame in that, but I do like the trajectory and what Red Autry's done here. And maybe they can, you know, you never know these days now with NIL with, with the portal I mean, I'd like to sit here and say, hey, you know what? I think you're on the right track. And then all of a sudden you have 10 new guys next year and the guys leave. And it's just too tough now to kind of know what's going on. But I, I like and I respect, you know, what Adrian Autry has done here in a short time. Now, that said, there might be a gap. But you know what, guys? Maybe there's not any more. Maybe there's not much of a gap after that anymore. Like really, the last... The last several years, it's been they're fighting for the eighth or ninth seed and you know play in the, in the ACC tournament. Maybe now it's they're fighting for five or six or four even, which would be really nice. And I think that, that would be a nice step. Sal, appreciate your time. Uh, four o'clock, the coverage begins this Sunday uh, from South Florida. And uh, I haven't looked at the weather. Are you at least getting uh, some nice temperatures down there on Sunday, Sal? Um, high, of, <laughs> excuse me, guys. High of low seventies, like seventy one, seventy two, oh. <laughs> but. A little chance of rain now. Like I think Mount now it's up to like thirty, forty percent chance, but that's kind of normal, I guess, for South Florida. But at night for the game, I think it's a it's a little bit it's a little chillier, I guess, quote unquote. And the low is going to be like sixty one, sixty two degrees. It's so, still yeah, a far cry it. from last year's trip down to Miami. My goodness. Yes, for sure. Went the other way. Right? It was too hot down there last yeah. year. So luckily for me, last year I could step in the shade a little bit. Those players couldn't do that, you know, when they were out there, and you know, there were all that heat exhaustion they were getting. So it should it should be fine. Uh, even Josh mentioned today that you know they they saw there might be a little bit of rain. So I guess we'll have to deal with some of that maybe. But I think it should be pretty pleasant night. Safe travels, buddy. Appreciate the time as always. Let's catch up again soon. You got it. Sal Capaccio, WGR, Buffalo Bills Radio Network sideline. Love catching up with Sal and getting the latest there from uh, Orchard Park. Yeah, as uh, we, again, uh, Sunday, uh, the news out of Baltimore today, Tyler Huntley will uh, be getting the start. And, you know, he made the Pro Bowl last year, Danger. Yeah, the Pro Bowl. (laughs) What what is the Pro Bowl in twenty twenty four? It's one of my one of my takes coming up here. It's like, yeah, you know what? I, I think maybe the Ravens might actually have a chance in this game. Like Tyler Huntley, he might actually be better than Mason Rudolph. 
Uh, you're, you're right. You're right. And I think that that's something we're forgetting when we talk about that Baltimore Steelers matchup and everybody in Pittsburgh has fallen in love with Mason Rudolph. Listen, that's a low bar to, 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 to clear when you talk about the quarterback play that you were getting out of Mitch Trubisky and Kenny Pickett through the course of the season. So the idea that Mason Rudolph is some somehow uh, elevated his game, he's playing well, but I'm not ready to anoint Mason Rudolph, the guy that's going to lead the Pittsburgh Steelers into the postseason if they get that win against Baltimore. I, I like everything that PJ had to say last hour when we were handicapping that game and, and trying to figure out who might actually come out on top. You know those two teams are going to get after each other, and it doesn't really matter if it's Lamar Jackson or Tyler Huntley. So we've got, I'll drink to that on the way next. Uh, Some takes on tap here in the sports bar. Another story that we haven't yet discussed, and that would be the NFL's discipline of one of their owners, Gino. (laughs) Yeah, if you want to call it that. It's a a perfect time to bring up something I love to say, which is the only standard in life that exists is a double standard. On full display, courtesy of the NFL. We'll get to that here in a couple few. Oh, no, and and our guy, and by our guy, I mean Rory's a Rochesterian if he married a Rochesterian. Oh, yeah, we're claiming him as ours. He is ours. Rochester's own Rory McElroy. Is he is he changing his take here, Danger? Is he doubling back here? It sure sounds like everybody yeah. is. Are we, are, we, are we disappointed? Are we fine with this? Look, if you want to take it on the surface level, I want to go a little deeper on this because uh, – you know, it is golf season here, and this story uh, will be coming to the surface once again. We'll get to some takes next in the sports bar. You can pull up a stool on the Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub Wingman line, 866-4326, 866-4FAN, award-winning barbecue from Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub, and the new location at 135 West Commercial Street in East Rochester, goodsmokebbq.com. You're listening to the Sports Bar with Danger and Vitaglia. On 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan Rochester. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 